So the concern was this. Rumors and false information had been spread about Paul throughout the Jerusalem churches, church. None of it's true, of course. There are rumors. It's false information. We've studied Paul. He never espoused these teachings, nor did he ever teach it in the way he was reported to have teach it. In later letters, a letter that has not yet been written, Paul did write that circumcision is not the matter. Faith is the matter. In other words, if you want to be circumcised, that's fine. And if you don't want to be circumcised, that's fine. It doesn't matter because circumcision cannot save you. Circumcision cannot keep... Getting circumcised cannot save you. Not being circumcised cannot cause you not to be saved. It's not the matter. That's all Paul Paul was teaching. Paul did speak against the teaching that one must be circumcised to be saved. Faith in Christ plus circumcision to be saved is what the Jews believed. Paul's saying faith in Christ is what's needed to be saved, not plus anything. Not plus giving, not plus praying rosaries, not plus being baptized, not plus becoming a church member. Faith in Christ is how you get saved. Not by any kind of good works. Actually, faith in Christ produces good works. Before you were saved, even the nice things you did, they were like filthy rags in the sight of the Lord. That's in Isaiah. But after you're saved, now your works have value. They didn't save you, but the Holy Spirit in you begins to produce good works. That's how that faith and works thing operates. It's not that, oh, so, hey, good works aren't important. I can live however I want. No. If you're truly saved, you're going to live a life of good works. Because the Holy Spirit's in you producing that. And if, the Holy, if you're, it's not being produced, then you have a concern. Because if the Holy Spirit's not in you, then you're not saved. Paul taught that salvation came by faith, not by keeping the law. No one can keep the law. What was the purpose of the law then? The purpose was to convince us, to show us that we couldn't keep it. Convince us that we're lost so that we turn to the one who can save us. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a purpose in the law. It's to show you that you're not good enough. You come to the one who is good enough and he saves you. Is that clear? The purpose of the law is to drive us to a savior, Jesus. And point to note for us. It wasn't even really the Jewish believers, those thousands of Jews that came to faith that were stirring this up so much as those Jewish zealots that we've seen from out in those other towns who came to Jerusalem and got there ahead of the Apostle Paul and began to spread these rumors. The rumor mill. The rumor weed. The culprits were most likely those Jews, Judaizers, who had been following Paul around. They got to Jerusalem before him, wolves in sheep's clothing, The true Jewish believers, unfortunately, believe the rumor. Note to self, note to us. Check things out before you buy into it. Make sure it's true. I have done, and you probably have also, went and spread information that was given to me only to find out that it wasn't true. 
I have formed opinions of people or places or organizations off of what I heard about them before I ever checked out it was true and it wasn't true. And once you have the information in here and once you form the opinion, it's very hard to change that opinion. The damage is done. Check it out before you spread it around. Check it out before you believe it. Check it out before you tell somebody else. We love to tell other people the gossip that comes down the pike. And even if, if information's true and you're telling it places where it doesn't need to be told, it's still gossip and it's still a sin. Gossip's not just strictly lies. Gossip is when you hear information and you spread it to somebody else that didn't need to hear it. Now they have formed an opinion of that person off of what you told them, not off of knowing that person. You see the danger in this. Well, this is what was happening in the Jerusalem church. They had formed an opinion of the Apostle Paul without really knowing him. And it's going to cause some huge trouble, but that's next week. So what should we do? They will certainly hear that you have come. The problem, we had the concern, now we have the problem. The problem is these troublemakers will surely hear, they'll surely know that Paul and his companions are in town. James and the elders were very acutely aware of that and that it could hit the church. Serious trouble could hit the church now that Paul and the boys were in Jerusalem. So they asked Paul and his companions, what do you think we should do? Some versions have, what should be done about this? It seems like an honest question. They're really not sure what to do about this situation. And it's uncertain. It's uncertain if Paul and his companions answered them, but in any case, they formulated a plan. The concern, the problem, and now there's going to be a plan. And as we're going to see, Paul and his companions went along with it. Here's what we want you to do. This is the Jewish leaders to Paul and his companions. Here's what we want you to do. we got a plan now on this. we got a plan to deal with this issue. We have four men here who have completed their vow. That's a Jewish thing, Jewish right. Go with them to the temple and join them in the purification ceremony, paying for them to have their heads ritually shaved. This is all Jewish custom. Jewish rules, Jewish regulations connected to the law. Then, if you do that, Paul, and your friends, everyone will know that the rumors are all false and that you yourself observe the Jewish law. We're not going to spend a lot of time on the details. It's Jewish ritual. It's Jewish law. It's not, doesn't, it's not necessary for our purpose to, today. But we will look at the plan. And the plan is this. Have Paul act like a Jew. That's what it boils down to. Have Paul act like a Jew. Their thinking is while he's in Jerusalem, associating, associating with the Jews, have him act like a Jew. Ugh. I don't think that's going to work. I don't really like that plan. What about you? But it's what they decided to do. 
And verse 23 begins with, here's what we want you to do. We've come up with a plan. When you're around these Jews, act like a Jew. Then everyone will know the rumors are false. You yourself observe the Jewish law. Here's what bothers me about that. That implies to me that James and the elders knew that it was wrong to do this. They kind of knew it was wrong, but they didn't know what else to do. Giving them the benefit of the doubt. They knew the rumors were false. They knew the rumors weren't true. Just throwing this in there. Instead of dealing with the rumors and the, and the falsehoods and teaching their people how to deal with that, they're going to try another plan and go around the back way and have Paul act like a Jew. Just doesn't seem like it's going to work to me. And I do know what the next chapter says. So. I guess note to us on this one is face it head on. When you go around the back door, you end up facing it anyhow. And sometimes it's worse. Do what's right up front. When you know what's right, do it and do it up front. It may be very hard, but the road less traveled is often the best road to travel. When the, enchi- when the entire church sees you acting like a Jew, then everyone will know it's not true. So Paul went to the temple the next day with the other men. Right or wrong, Paul complied with what the leaders of the church told him to do. And you're going to have to tune in next week to see if that plan actually worked. An application, there is none. But as Josh comes to pray, you can come, Josh. And we're going to close in worship. Ask God what he has for you personally from this message. A lot was said. Granted, it was very interrupted. I'm so sorry. We're going to work on that. But a lot was said today. What is God saying to you from what you heard today? All right, let's stand. Josh will pray. Wait till everybody's in the mindset to receive your prayer. Thank you. Father, we thank you for this message today, Father. We thank you for sending the Holy Spirit to be upon us, Father, to open our ears and open our minds to the words that were spoken here, Lord. We ask that you give us the courage to stand up to any false information that we may have, Father, to to search your word, to search your Holy Spirit, to discern what is false and what is true, Lord. We ask that you give us guidance as we go throughout the weeks, Father, as we go throughout our days, Lord. We ask that you give us the courage to talk to others, like you gave courage to Paul to talk to the Jews and to the Gentiles, Father, to speak your word and to bring others to know your love and your son, Father. We ask that you watch over us, Lord, you protect us and you care for us. We ask that you just allow us to know without a doubt what false teachings are being said, Father, and also give us the courage and the guidance to fight against those, Lord, to be able to speak your truth, to show others your truth and your love, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Josh.
You're listening to a podcast from Columbia Christian Fellowship in Columbia, Pennsylvania. Our services are weekly at 10 a.m. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to our weekly message. To connect with us, visit our website at blesscolumbia.org.